Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, hello. This is Sandy, and I am so happy that you joined us today. I am the founder and the chief love officer at LastFirstDate.com. And Last First Date Radio is a show about achieving healthy, off-the-charts love in the second half of life. We have a fantastic show coming up for you today. I'm going to be speaking with transformational certified life coach Teresa Vigorino about how to heal past relationship patterns to attract the love of your life. As a dating coach, I specialize in helping women date as the high-value women that they are in every other part of their lives. When a woman knows her true worth, she attracts her most aligned partner. And unfortunately, most of us date like we're adolescents. We forget our worth. We might be really, really high-functioning, successful people out in the workforce, But when it comes to dating and relationships, and this happens to men too, we kind of lose our power, we lose our senses, we lose our common sense, and we end up making all kinds of mistakes. And one of the most common mistakes that I see, and I actually see this all the time, I have women calling me for consultations about the fact that they are super successful at work and for some reason they continue to attract men who are not emotionally available, who are not there for them when they need them to be. And there's a really interesting reason um, for why this happens. I mean, it happens for lots of different reasons, but one of the main reasons this happens is that women often date with the same mindset that they bring to work. And in other words, if you're bringing all of your competitive nature, your I'm right, you're wrong, your drive, your systems planning, um, making all of the judgments and choices and um, all the decisions, and you bring that to dating, you're basically taking away from men their ability to stand up and be in their masculine energy. And we call this the women having lots of masculine energy and then wondering why she doesn't attract a man who has strong masculine energy. So she'll either attract a man who is kind of uh, very effeminate and um, doesn't really stand up for himself and kind of mousy and women are often turned off by these men. So if you would like different results, then you have to stop doing the same thing over and over and over again and expect different results. I think Einstein is the one who said that that's the definition of insanity. And so instead, um, I want you as a woman to bring your beautiful feminine energy, your warmth, your kindness. Um, Let a man... Make some decisions if you like a take-charge kind of guy. I mean, I have told that to men. I work really hard. I run my own business, and I make 
all of my own decisions all the time, and I would love to have a partner who helps me make decisions, somebody who I could bounce ideas off of, somebody who makes plans. And so if you're that kind of woman who likes to have a man who makes plans, then stop making plans for him. Stop doing everything that you want a man to do if you want to create the space for a man to show up and do those things for you and and let him know. So what I did was I was observing over the last six years that I have done this work what types of mistakes that midlife daters make over and over again. And I've compiled a free report for you, a free guide, that outlines the top three mistakes that midlife daters make and how to find love. So if you would like a copy, I would love to gift that to you. All you have to do is go to lastfirstdate.com and sign up on my homepage. I also want to invite you to my Facebook group. So if you're a single woman over 40 and you would like my dating support and the support of a warm, loving community, all you need to do is go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash your last first date. So don't forget to put the your in front of last first date, and I will approve your membership, your joining in the group, the membership in the group. So let me just repeat the URL. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash your last first date. And I wanted to give a shout out to our sponsor. We are proud to be sponsored by audible.com. If you sign up with Audible now, you will get one free audiobook and a one-month free trial. So audio Auto, audiobooks are amazing. They are books that you can take with you wherever you go, whether you're working out or whether you are going on the road, in your car. I know people who read books and then they listen to them in the time when they're not reading. So you can actually get through a lot of books by getting audiobooks. And Audible is one of the best audiobooks around the best companies for audiobooks. The um there are over 180,000 books on Audible. So any book that you love, you will pretty much be bound to find on Audible. And I know that one of my good friends just read All the Light You Cannot See. It was one of our book club books and she was able to listen to it on an audio file. An Audible file. So um so go to audible.com forward slash last first date. That's audible.com forward slash last first date to sign up for your Audible account and get a free book and a free one-month trial. So audible.com forward slash last first date. I don't know where Teresa is. She is not on the call at this time. I have sent her a message so I am not sure where she is. Um, so while we're waiting for her, if we have any callers who want to call in, the call-in number is 347-945-5960. That's 
1-866-472-5760. And I will take your questions about dating and relationships after 40. That is my specialty. And um, in the meantime, we can talk about some of the things that... Um, that Teresa was going to talk about how to heal your past relationship patterns to attract the love of your life. So why do we experience the same pain in our lives regarding relationships over and over again? And the main reason that we do experience that pain in regard to relationships is that we don't heal past patterns we need to sometimes go back and find where those patterns started. So something that I have learned in the work that I've done as a dating coach and as a certified life coach and also being host of this radio show has exposed me to so many experts in the field of relationships and and healthy relationships in particular. What I have found is that many of the patterns that we have really start from our family of origin. They start even before we end up in relationships. And so what I mean by that is it's important to look at where, which of your parents you had some struggle with, some unhealthy pattern with. And most of us do not have perfect home life, Um we have had some things that happened to us in our childhood that really stick with us and help us to create these patterns. So, for example, if your father was an alcoholic, and many of my clients had alcoholic parents, and you were taught from a young age that you had to be very quiet and not make waves because if your father came home drunk, he might get violent. And so your mother was afraid of your father. And I'm making up a scenario, but this is pretty common. Your mother was afraid of your father's anger. You became afraid of your father's anger. And so you learned to suppress your feelings um, and you became a what they call a codependent or an enabler. Um, and it's a pattern. It's not something that you really had a lot of control of when you were younger. And that's an extreme example. Uh, there are also parents who are narcissistic. And if you had a narcissistic parent whose feelings and needs became much more important than yours, then you learned a pattern that your needs were not important. And maybe you learned to suppress your needs or not realize that you were in a toxic relationship with someone who did not honor your needs. So some of the work I do with clients when I first start working with them is to really find out what was their home life like. So if if you had a troubled relationship and you have not identified it, or you have identified it, but you ended up repeating that pattern in a partner that you chose, whether it was a spouse or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, we often do repeat those patterns over and over again until we heal them within ourselves. So this subconscious is what makes us choose these partners who can somehow heal that family of origin issue that you had from so many years ago. So if you 
can get the proper support, whether through coaching or through good therapy, that helps you to heal that issue within yourself, then you will stop attracting a partner who is unhealthy. So, for example, if you were taught by your family of origin to stay quiet when you had something important to express, then you would get help to learn to express yourself in all situations, not just with a romantic partner. And in that case, you will then be able to choose a healthy partner who honors and respects your feelings and needs. So that is one way that we can heal from past relationship patterns, and we can begin to attract in all healthy people into our lives. And and often you see these patterns that are not just in your romantic partner. They often show up in friendships, and you, you have friends who don't respect you, you have I, I you don't have the ability to set clear boundaries with friends. So I had a client once who came to me after a long abusive, emotionally abusive, verbally abusive marriage and she was complaining one day about a friend of hers who came and stayed and never left. <laughs> she basically just kind of inserted herself into this woman's home without really asking, without checking in to see if it was okay, and my client did not know how to set a clear boundary and say, this is not okay, because she had grown up in a home where she was not given permission to really express herself. And so the the important thing is um, she learned through me how to express herself and how to set clear boundaries and how to let this woman know that it was not okay for her to keep staying at her house and um, and not contributing in any way. And she basically was able to have her leave, which felt really good to my client. So when you can do that with a friend, then all the more so you're going to be able to do that with a romantic partner. So we actually get to deliberately create all of our experiences to the best of our ability. And I actually have something on my refrigerator that says that we create our lives. I forgot the whole quote, but um, it's not life doesn't happen to us. We create our experiences. So we create them from... um, one second. It looks like Teresa is. Um, oops, she is. Um, I'm just going to let her know that I'm on the radio now um, because she looks like she got the time messed up. And okay. So hopefully she'll join us <laughs> at some point. Um, <clears throat> but um, just to pick up where I left off, um, I don't remember what I was saying, but yes, we get to create our experiences through through the through our thoughts, through our feelings, through our actions. Um, how we respond to any situation is really, really crucial. So say something happens and you get really, really angry. Um, and you're reactive, 
then that's usually a trigger that comes from something that happened in your childhood and um and it's important to identify that or something that happened in a past relationship it's important to identify that so that you can heal that and you don't take it out on every single person who is in your life so that's a really important thing too i hope that teresa is able to join us um in the meantime i'm going to just keep talking um let me just see if she messaged me back Let me see if she can call in. Um, So she had the time wrong. She thought it was Pacific and not Eastern. So I had a feeling that that is what happened. Um, So, yeah, let me just, I'm just giving her the number again. And hopefully she will call in before the end of the show. So, um, yes, so healing relationship patterns is so critical to not making the same mistakes over and over again. And we lose our power when we give up our power in relationships that are not good for us. So one way to reclaim our power is by is by setting clear boundaries. And we've been talking about boundaries on my inner circle group, which is my membership coaching group, and um, just talking about how to set clear boundaries, how to identify when your boundaries have been crossed, and how to do it in a way that is with grace, with calm, grace, and even a sense of humor. It's always helpful to be able to um, to do that. And um, it looks like Teresa may have joined us. Let me see. Teresa, is that you? Yes, this is me. Can you hear me okay? (laughs) I can. I have been talking and talking and talking for the last 20 minutes. We have about 10 minutes left. Oh, my goodness um, gracious. You know, this. I have a VA that um, I guess we got the time zones confused, and I certainly apologize for that. Please forgive us for... The error on our end. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't want to waste any more time. It's really yes. okay. I understand these things happen. Um, so I've actually been answering some of the points that, that you were going to talk about and, um, mm-hmm. and just trying to give my perspective. But I'd love to hear your perspective on um, how we get those patterns, um, those toxic patterns from our past. Like where do they start? Well, they start very early on, Sandy, like very early. Everything that we have ever experienced from truly in utero, because they ha- science has been able to determine that we pick things up and we can feel and hear even in as a fetus, you know, in the later stages of development. So quite early on, we start um, recording in the amygdala part of the brain. So it's very scientific, actually. There's a science behind why we do what we do, who we attract into our life, and why we have the tendency to repeat relationship patterns over and over again, like Groundhog Day. And it starts at the beginning. Um, What was modeled to you has been recorded, and it's all in the perception of a child's mind, see? So it's a very outdated recording that we have in the back of our head. And quite frankly, it tends to... Speak louder to us than um, 
the the good stuff that that happened to us or that was recorded the the fear element really this part of the brain uh, keeps us trapped in these memories even subconsciously so um, it happens early on what was modeled to you you have a recording for everything you experienced everything you felt everything you heard everything you witnessed um, including what was modeled to you in your original familial patterns um, in your nuclear family and we tend to um, then develop these neuronal networks in our brain that keep us attracting the same thing to our life over and over again. Does that make sense in a, in a one-minute nutshell? <laughs> yeah, so you went back a little further than I did. I talked about our family of origin and, and how the kinds of relationships that we have are often often determine the partners that we pick and, and the most unhealthy relationships are sometimes not even recognized, um, that we don't even know the difference between what's so-called normal or healthy and what's not, even Correct. though sometimes we have these like triggers that say, this doesn't feel right. I mean, I know that happened to me a lot where mm-hmm. I felt, mm, doesn't feel right, but I'm not sure if it's me being overly sensitive or if this is really like a fine line that you, like a, you line in the sand that you don't cross. So I find that that people who grew up in healthier environments, they know that fine that line in the sand. They know nobody's going to cross this line with me and I'm going to walk away from a relationship that does. So Absolutely. if you have that it's, Yeah. Yes, go ahead. No, so, so the question is if you had that experience and you don't know the difference, like what what can people do to heal to heal that? And really, quite frankly, that is that is what I teach people because I had to do it in my own life. And it's, you know, it's like simple to say but not easy to do because of the way that our brain um, wants to keep us trapped in the same cycle. Not because this part of our brain doesn't want us to have better in our life. This part of the brain doesn't judge whether it's good or, good or bad. It's just familiar. So a lot of times mm-hmm. we can get into a new relationship and it feels just absolutely phenomenal and you're thinking, this is it, man. This is the one. This is going to be the one I grow old with. This is going to be the answer to my prayers and my dreams are going to come true, only to find out maybe it's a different addiction or there's control or, you know, you, you end up feeling the same. Maybe the circumstances are a little bit different in the relationship, but you still are having to get out of it again and start over. And And the reason why is because, Sometimes we confuse this familiarity feeling with fate. And truly, mm-hmm. it's the brain going, oh, yeah, we like this because we're used to this. We know how to do this. And, you know, to do something new and different, even in picking relationships that will be better for us, will seem quite scary to that part of the brain if that is your pattern in relationships, whatever it may be. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, 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 it takes a lot. It's complicated, and our brains are very complicated. And so to understand what your personal relationship patterns are, you really have to research your life and say, and the best way I can, I use myself as an example a lot, Sandy, not because I just love to tell my story all the time, but it's the one I know the best. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and it's yeah. such a good example. It's such a good example, and I, I hope that this, the listeners will use this as a way to reference their own life and their own relationship patterns. I was brought up in a very violent, abusive home, and we were abused very terribly. And I grew up with this victim mentality, unbeknownst to me. I didn't realize this many decades later and several broken relationships and divorces later, um, that I had that energy about me. And I just had that around me all the time. And, and so these other people that came in my life, 
um, I really don't even have anger for them anymore. I understand now that I drew in the people that were going to play that perfect counterpart to my victim mentality, to my belief systems that were so far ingrained in my brain, they were not present in my conscious mind. Until I understood that I was the common denominator in all of my life choices and decisions and where I had been in my life, I then took the power back and I understood that I was playing a role out in my life as being a victim and those people were just the natural step to match that where I was in my healing process. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when until I, when you I understood have, that. Until you really have the awareness, you don't realize that these people were all steps to get you where to where you are today, which is in a healthy relationship, and you're getting married again, which congratulations. I am. Thank you. That's and, you know, he's my partner so in everything, including this business. And we're bringing him in, the coaching business, to coach men because they need it just as much as women do. And And mm-hmm. really, if you understand deeply these belief systems that truly become an anatomical fact, in other words, they become a neuronal network in your brain. And so to create something new about yourself, first you have to know what you were believing about yourself, right, which is, you know, covered up for many people. It takes usually like getting hit across the head with a two-by-four to go, okay, wait a minute, something's got to change. And I'm the only person that can change it because it's my life. Mm -hmm. And um, most of us have to go through some things before we're ready to go, okay, the buck stops here. I've got to change my life, or by God, I'm going to die trying. And that's literally what I said to myself and to God. And my Mm. life started changing from that one day, that decision that I made that enough was enough, that I was going to change my life 150%. And really, for everyone listening, it just takes a decision that you're going to uncover every stone in your life, and you're going to be open and honest and, you know, put the ego in the back seat and really take a, a clear look at your life and where it started, not to put blame. You might have a lot more compassion. When I work with my clients, it's all about having compassion that they were living out their software system in their brain. That's what I call it, a software system, because it is. And we all just mm-hmm. need a new upgrade, basically. You know, every so often you got to plug back in and you got to, you know, install the next version. <laughs> yeah, 2.0 or whatever you <laughs> I'm, a, I'm um, a 3.0. I just wrote that today. 3.0. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it's an outdated system, and and um, and I I love the compassion piece because it's most people just get into self beat up and they don't know how to be nice to themselves, how to be kind to themselves, and so it's so important as you're going through this process to actually congratulate yourself that you're doing the work where a lot of people never have the courage to do that at all because it does take courage. It does, and it takes a psychological depth. Is what my mentor, who's a neuroscientist and a quantum physicist and spiritualist, I mean, this is like an amazing package in a person, um, that, you know, most people live in, they don't have the psychological depth because, you know, change is scary to this part of the brain. It's not even that they're bad people. It's that this part of the brain, this warning system, actually goes off when you try to change yourself. And this is invisible box that we barrier that we constantly have to, you know, knock down, jump over, you know, however you want to get around it or through it. You know, we all have it. And it just is an awareness that it's going to be there. And when you know that you're facing something uncomfortable, I always tell people get comfortable in the uncomfortable. Because when you decide to really change your life, 
and relationships is where we fear the, the, the pain the most. You know, we, our brain, we seek pleasure or avoid pain. It's the two motivators of the brain. And quite frankly, they've, they've determined in science that the uh, um, avoiding pain is even greater than seeking the pleasure for most mm-hmm. people. And so this part of the brain wants you to keep repeating your life the way you always have because that's what's familiar and we know how to do it. It's like, you know, this part of the brain is going, wait a minute now. We've never done that before. That could be dangerous. Why don't we right. just stay here and we'll just, you know, stay in this relationship because we know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and so when yep. we can look at our lives like that, we really do have the power to go, oh, wait a minute, thank you. I appreciate the warning, but we're going to be safe anyways and we're going to do it. <laughs> and so when you take yeah. that power back from your own story is when you have the power to create deliberately your new story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so people do get stuck in that story. And, um, I mean, I hear this from women all the time, that they're about to take the leap and go into coaching and really uncover some of the depths, and they get really freaked out. And they're like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if I believe in love. I don't know if there really is a guy out there for me. I don't know if this is yeah. really even possible. And it's, you know, I hear the fear. I hear it creep in. <laughs> so yeah. how would you... What would you say to a person who said that, who said, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's really possible? Well, I would say that is, you know, a very safe zone to live in. I would say that there's 7 billion people on the planet. And if I could change my love story, so can you. And, and so can everybody. And I always say with God all things are possible, and I hope that's okay to say on the show here. But um, with me, I believe that all things are possible. And that when we speak the language of, you know, confinement or of something that's limited, um, I believe in limitless possibilities. And so what I say to people is, is, you know, there is enough abundance in the world, even in love for everyone. And so it's just your fear talking because you've been hurt. And it's this brain pattern going, oh, you better not, but you better, better not get your heads up too high. You don't want to get hurt again. And so it is this, you know, uh, com- communication that you're having with yourself that needs to adjust. And so, you know, I go step by step with people um, because if you go from I don't believe in love again to, oh, I'm going to live happily ever after, it, it sounds like a lie. It doesn't sound true. Mm-hmm. And so to right. really start making progress, it's about progress, not perfection, is you could say, you know, I'm open to believing that it's possible. Or if, if, if other people can have it, I can have it too. And so it just gives you a little bit more emotional strength to combat the fear and and to move through it and to just believe. It takes just as much energy to believe in something being possible as much as it is in believing it's impossible. And what we are interested in or what we focus on is how our life will unfold. I really Mm -hmm. believe we have the power that deeply, that intently for our life story. We've all heard it. What yeah. we focus on is what will expand, right? So let's, yep. I mean, I tell people, use it as an experiment. Just go all in. You've got to mm-hmm. fight for your life because no one else is going to. Just give it a chance. Just go all in. And when the fear comes, when those self-doubt conversations start to trickle in, you say, wait a minute. Thank you for the warning, but I'm going to choose to believe that all things are possible, including my, mm-hmm. famous, my favorite love story for me. So can you, we're going to go a little long today, if that's okay. Okay. Um, since we oh, missed no, you at the beginning. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> sure. 
Um, no, I really want to hear your love story, and I think our audience would really appreciate hearing how you came from an abusive beginning to mm-hmm. finding the love of your life and your life partner in every way. And actually, that's a dream of mine is to work with the man I end up with um, this time around. So, yeah, um, it's how, beautiful how did when this you can all do happen? That. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we have to go back a few years. I found myself at a very, very dark place. Sometimes it takes us getting so dark before we finally make that leap toward the light. And I had been suffering from a very chronic autoimmune disease that, you know, is still with me, and I'm working this for my health story as well. Um, I was very, very sick physically and emotionally. I had gone through a 10-year divorce, and it was very traumatic and traumatic for my children, and I was raising them by myself, and it was really, really hard. And um, I was very jealous of my ex-husband who I felt, you know, victimized us, right? I was still living in that victim story and, like, was remarried. His business was doing great. His health was perfect. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, I'm a good person. I must have a bad karma. You know, I was judging myself like you were saying people do. Until one day I just, I, I, I had had enough and I put my foot down and I said, you know what? If he can have it after what we've experienced, and I know who I am as a person, I'm a good person, if if he can have that great life, I'm going to have it too. So it was almost like I just said, I am not going to be a victim to my own story anymore by God. Right during that time, of course, is when I was working with my mentor, and this was about six years, seven years ago. And um, I made a decision that day that I was going to improve my life, including I was going to have the relationship of my dreams. And and I did certain things at that time that I know I was led to do by the Spirit, Sandy, that I did not start sharing with people until about a year ago. Not even like my daughter, who I'm very close to, she's a grown-up, or my best friend. Nobody knew that I took action in my personal life to manifest this ideal mate. And so um, it was a lot of spiritual work on myself. I was understanding my story, my victimization story. So I had steps I had to take before he showed up in my life. And it all started with me, right? I mean, it's an inside job, everybody. It all starts with you. And so I started doing this work of, you know, uncovering what my patterns were, understanding the things that had happened in my life, how I really became a magnet to so many experiences. So I knew I wanted to change that, right? I, I had, I thank you, everybody, for the lessons. I'm ready for a new story for my life. Mm-hmm. And, so I became very deliberate about creating that, and I started writing my ideal mate what he would, his personality was like, the things we would share together, including working together. I had about 77 things on my list. I mean, I was like, this is it, universe. I'm making one more order. But this time I'm going to be very deliberate about it and very precise. Now, it wasn't like I had to have a blue-eyed, dark-haired, tall honk like I ended up with. I didn't have mm-hmm. physical attributes. So I did. I know. I'm so I'm like, thanks for that one, universe. Um, <laughs> but he showed up in an awesome package. Um, I mean, I really, I got more than I asked for. Um, uh, you know, that's why you got to let the universe surprise you in some ways. I, I do say be deliberate about what you want to experience because, you know, we get, to, we get to say, you know, I'd like to have someone that will work together. That was a lifelong dream for me, too, and we are. Um, I wanted someone that was a rock climber. Guess what? He loves it just as much as I do now, and we're climbing, you know, big walls. And, uh so there was a lot of things on there, including love of children and animals and humanitarian, you know, heart and spiritual and emotionally my equal. I wanted someone that was not ahead of me yet or behind me. I wanted to be on the path together. 
And so I wrote all that down, and then I put it away. Um, and I'll tell you a funny story uh, about that in a minute. But I also prayed in advance like it was done, and I carried around the energy of, you know, God was working in my life and God was working in this man-to-be's life and that we would find each other. And I wouldn't have to go searching that it would happen organically, that it would happen naturally. And I live in a very, very small town in Lake Tahoe. Uh, where everybody knows everybody, and I knew it wasn't going to be anybody from that town. Uh, But I knew somehow it would be fantastic, and I also prayed in advance that when we met each other, we would know, and that we would never sabotage or, you know, leave Mm -hmm. each other. And you know what? As it turned out, we met in the most beautiful way. We actually met at Burning Man. I don't know if you know what that's like. You must be on the East Coast because of the time difference. No, I know. I know. (laughs) Yeah, I, I um, have a camp that goes out there, and it was my second year to go, and it was his first year to go, and we met on my camp's giant art car. It was a mutant vehicle, and it's a yacht, a real yacht from Lake Tahoe that drives around on the desert. And, and we met on that boat, and it was so magical how we met, and it was just like an instant friendship. But it was long distance for four years because I was still raising my young son. So we did have, you know, times where it was hard that we never could leave each other at all. And so now we spend our time going back and forth from the Bay Area to Tahoe, and it's just a beautiful, respectful, mutually healed, and yet still evolving relationship. And so, mm-hmm. and so I really appreciate that everything I had wished for had come true. But there were other things I did. I went to sleep at night because I believe in creative visualization and quantum physics, so I would go to sleep every night with this feeling that he was with me. And I walked around with the energy that I left it up to God at that point, that I knew I expected this soulmate to come into my life. I didn't worry about it. I never felt lonely again. I knew it was coming. I believed so much that I walked around with this joyful spirit in knowing my answers were heard and answered and that it was happening in God's way and divine timing and it was divine the way we met, um, and it has been a beautiful story. A lot of people have a lot of images of what Burning Man is that, you know, is not for us. And, uh, you know, I've done a TED Talk out there. That was one of the reasons why I was out there. Um, and so uh, it was such a beautiful meeting that we carry that with us and smile about it. And it's a, it's a fun story to tell other people and share with, with others. And, um, you know, he's just my best friend. He's my best friend, and he's my partner in just about everything, and not in a codependent way. We do things without each other. We just prefer doing them together. Mm-hmm. It sounds So wonderful. now we'll be married this year, yeah, and we're planning our wedding, and oh, my gosh, it's just going to be a tearjerker. Everybody knows how, I mean, I'm going to be 47. He's going to be 49. So for anybody out there that's middle-aged that's been divorced and raised kids by yourself or going through a divorce right now or maybe you've been alone for a long time, believe that love is real and it's possible for you too. Mm, it's a great, it's a great way to end. Um, yeah. Because I mean that is my motto. I I work with women over forty, and you have to believe because if you don't, then you're gonna you're gonna find evidence that there is no love um, in everything that you do, and the opposite is true also. And we're all a work in progress where this is concerned. And, you know, I heard in my prayer life a year ago that it is in our intimate relationship that our deepest wounds will be revealed. And that's why it's so hard. And that's why so many people that have been heartbroken 
think like, you know, oh, it's, I'm never going to have that. And part of it is the fear of going through another heartbreak, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. the brain's going, oh, we've been through a terrible relationship and that one hurt and, you know, that's it. We don't want to do this again. So all of these thoughts will be conjured up to keep you from the, this breakthrough. The first breakthrough needs to be that you believe that you're going to make the decision in believing. And then it's even further. Believing is just a, a placement card to when you really know it to be true. Mm-hmm. And you have to know it to be true before it will show evidence in your life. In anything. That is true. Your money story, yep. your health story, everything. Yep, I totally agree with you. And my life has transformed because of my belief system as well. Since my divorce, yep. my whole life turned around. And, you know, it's it's really your mindset more than anything um, and I tell people that all the time. Nine-tenths of everything we do is ha- what we believe. Um, and most so of those Teresa, are unconscious to us. Yes, yes. The, absolutely. Um, we're going to have to end, unfortunately. I have a client in a few minutes. Um, but I, I really appreciate you coming in and talking about how to heal past relationship patterns to attract the love of your life. And you yeah. have done that. You have modeled it. And I think people will be very inspired by your love story. Um, so if you can uh, let people know how they can best reach you. Yes, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, um, LinkedIn. We're on Pinterest, but we're not doing that much on Pinterest yet. Or you can email me, uh, TeresaVigorino.com. I'll spell it. I know it's a mouthful. It's T-H-E-R-E-S-A. V is in Victor, I-G-A-R-I-N-O. So Teresa at TeresaVigorino.com. And, uh, yes, please reach out to me. I have a lot of resources, and I'm developing a 90-day program right now. It will be launched in probably two or three weeks. You can be an early bird in that program, and it's going to be about exactly how to do this. And then some, awesome. you know, um, these, these, these principles and these teachings can be used in every area of your life. But let's get the love life dialed in because, let's face it, what's the use of having a great life in other ways if you don't have somebody to share it with? Yep, I mean, it is. It's great. It's great. I'm not saying being single is a bad thing. I'm not saying that. You've got to learn to love yourself first. But I'm saying mm-hmm. we all want it. It's normal and natural to want that partner in your life. So, you know, I hope to help people have that in their lives as well. Yeah, well, we have the same mission, and the more the merrier. There's enough people out there who really could use the support. So check out Teresa's website. Thank you, and good luck with your mission and uh, and with your beautiful new relationship. Um, And thank you you all for listening today. Thank you, and I hope you all go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day. 